What up, Animaniacs? This is your favorite internet anime podcast hosted by your favorite internet anime twins, which are Thomas and Mary. This is Mike going in with episode 235 uh, on a Wednesday. This is being recorded. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm not Thomas or Mary, but I'm here with Mary, uh, my co-host for the evening. Oh, wow. I'm honored. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time talking about anime. How's everyone doing? Mary, how are you? Pretty good. That was pretty good. So it's um, your favorite weekly anime podcast. Oh. Your favorite internet anime podcast. It was cute. Very ballsy of you to say Thomas's name before mine, though. We'll oh, say. Sorry. I, who's I, the one who's been holding the fort for all month without Thomas? Me. Who gets true. the name first? Thomas, my own husband. I'm sorry. Well, we're we're both here. It's good to be here. Um. <laughs> We're uh, we're gonna move along. That was my first attempt. Pretty good first. Attempt. I liked it. Yeah, that was not like take three or four. I told him what to say. He was like, I don't think I got it. I was like, go for it anyway. It'll be funny. And he went for it, and it was really funny. So good yeah, job. Yeah. So we're, we're doing it. So yeah, that uh, this is my husband Mike. This is episode two thirty five of your favorite weekly anime podcast, hosted by me and whoever else wants to join me. Uh, anime double play. I will say this time it's not Thomas's fault. He, both of us couldn't do Thursday. He wanted to do Saturday, but I couldn't do Thursday and Saturday because I'm going on a trip with my friend. So I asked if he could do Wednesday. He said no. So I, I booked Mikey G. But hopefully next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. we we'll, need that guy back on. Here. Yeah, we'll have a broski. But for now, this is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, how was your week in anime? Um, pretty good. I mean, I'm also kind of including part of last week because we're har- halfway through. Mm-hmm. So we finished a few, finished a few series, watched a movie, uh, and yeah, it was, you know, entertaining all the way through and exciting. Some more exciting and entertaining than others. Um, where do we want to start yeah. with? Well, I will say that this is the first season that oh, Mike yeah. has been watching weekly stuff with me. Mm. So marriage works. You marry them, they watch the weeklies with they, you. They, I mean, they have to. I mean, but we've been married a year, and this is the first time. It took an, There was an adjustment period, and I'm going to make you watch Chainsaw Man next season. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Golden Kamui. Yeah, I have but, to watch that. I only watched one episode so far. Yeah. Or two. But I'm not waiting for you. That would be That's ludicrous. Fine. Um, I gotta watch that. But, Apparently, I've heard it's good from a few people. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so what we're egging at here. Last week, I mentioned it briefly with Lexi, who was my co-host last week. We had a wonderful time talking about Magical Girls and Shoujo Trash. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike and I both went to see Goodbye, Don Gleese, the um, Madhouse film directed by um, Atko Ishizuka. Can't believe I remembered that. Um, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, speaking of anime, let's talk about Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow, what a great anime we experience. We got the biggest beers for $3. Yeah, it was it was Clutch. cartoonish size. We were like, can we get the $3 beers? And they came with these beers that were like... 36 up ounces. Up to our eyeballs on the crazy. table. And I was like, wait, is this right? And then it was it was right. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings was good. The movie was also good. Yeah, but people hear me talk about anime all the time. Mike, walk, no, no spoilers, 
but walk us through your experience with the movie. Of Goodbye Donglies. Of okay. Goodbye Donglies. Yeah, I was entertained and engaged the whole time. Were you? Yeah. Well, let me let me say this. I was invested the whole time. Engaged the whole time, not necessarily. The reason I say that is because I liked everything that I saw. I liked the way that they conversed with each other. Um, it's, you know, it's the three guys. They go on an adventure. They're trying to, like live out some childhood fantasy, make this bond with this, like, quote-unquote gang, or just, like... Yeah, the you know, group. The they're, they're group of friends. Yeah, yeah. And the way that they converse with each other, I felt like was pretty natural. Uh, sometimes in movies, I feel like it can go... It's like, this person says a line, then this person says a line, then this person does, and it's always just like, uh, uh, uh. And this one, I felt like it was very conversational, mm-hmm. pretty dynamic, and it was kind of like how... A group of friends might talk to one another. I agree. I think the um, the dialogue delivery was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah, the voice acting was really good. And the facial expressions went along with it in a good way as well. And obviously, you know, in an anime style. But it wasn't so over the top that it was unbelievable. Um, and the things that they did were, you know, I feel like it really kind of harkened back to when you're a kid. And you're like, oh, we're going to do something crazy and wild. We're going to go do whatever. We're going to go light fireworks off near the woods. I don't know if that's a spoiler. It's like... No, 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 that's... Whatever. But it's like, oh, we're going to do something risky and for, like, bigger kids. Well, we're lighting fireworks Mm -hmm. without parental supervision. It's just, like, things like that. And you're like, oh, man, it really is, like, a coming of age. It really is... Yeah. You know, pushing the boundaries and figuring out yourself as an adolescent as opposed to a child. And I talked last week about the opening line. Right. Because that Mm -hmm. can't be a spoiler because it's the opening line. Sure. Uh, For those who maybe are new, hi, welcome. And if not, you didn't listen to last week, that's all cool. The opening line is, um, I didn't know back then how easily people could die. Yep. So you go into the movie knowing someone's going to die. Um, And I was talking about this last week with Lexi. I don't know if that was good or bad for the film. I feel like, you know, like, ominous start, and it keeps the tone very grounded. They're doing yeah. a lot of, like, bombastic, crazy things, but you've always got... One, it's also the coloring, like, the lighting was really good. It, it, it felt like a pretty real movie. It didn't look real because it's anime, but it felt pretty real all the way through, pretty grounded. But you always had in the back of your mind, oh, it's it's gonna get real because one of these boys isn't gonna make it. But um, I feel like I would have liked to watch the movie not knowing that. And then seeing if it emotionally impacted me more, because then I wouldn't see it coming. You don't know which one, but you do know one of them is on their way out. Well, you don't... So, with the line in the beginning, you're automatically alerted to, I gotta pay attention to this, somebody's going down. <laughs> and then, for me, I felt like it was pretty quick. It was pretty it obvious. Was pretty quick. Once you that. have that information. Now, however, I feel like we could give ourselves a little credit. It, I don't know, for me... I don't know. It's hard to say. Would I have figured it out? I felt like there were some pretty... There were at least three, like, lines that I remember. Like, they're having a conversation. White flag. One of the kids says something, and the others go, huh, what? And then they try to push through the conversation. So, it's like... Okay, so there's, like, a clear... It's pretty clear right away. I'm also thinking back to your lie in April. For me, anyways. And... The very, you know, the, if anybody has spoilers. watched this, spoilers, I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about the first one minute of the show. The guy's, like, walking through, and he's like, oh, my life sucks. And he sees the girl standing on top of, like, the playground set, uh-huh. like, playing, what is it, the melodica or yeah. something? And she's, like, so happy. And I was like, she's dead. She's completely dead. I know it. And, like, I don't know why. First minute, I just got that vibe right away. Yeah, so, he, proof, 
He were you watching that weekly with us, was, or were you just in and out? It was weekly for a while, and then I stopped. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, he totally called it. Like, and that was junior year of college, right? Yeah. So I was just like, nope, oh, she's she's a goner. Um, so I feel like I probably would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Don Gleese, that is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely figurable and outable. Figure outable. Figure outable. Figurable outable. It's, <laughs> it's very outable. It's very outable. But um, the anyway, that's just one like no complaint, <clears throat> more like pondering. Yeah, I pondering have with thing. the film. But uh, besides that, I, I just, liked it. Oh, yeah, I like. I was gonna say one other thing. Um, there's the point where the kids go into the woods. There's a lot of woods in the movie. They go into the woods. They're in or the woods near most the woods. of the time. They're hunting for something in the woods. So spoilers. They're in the woods. They go in the woods. And they're in the woods for a while, and at some point in the movie, after just having eaten a delicious meal sponsored by Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings, uh, not a sponsor, but the meal itself was sponsored by them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was very full, watching the movie, dark, comfortable, very comfortable seats, and uh, you know, with my wife having a great time, I fell uh-huh. asleep. Uh, he fell asleep at the climax yeah. of the film where they're hunting for something in the woods and they're like, I won't say whether they find it or not, but they realize whether or not they're going to find it. And it's this cool, like they're on like scooters and they're in this cart and they're going through this mountain pass and the cinematography is great. And then they get to this place and they have this realization and I go, wow. And Mike's asleep. I don't know if you noticed that I was asleep. I didn't notice you were you asleep. Did. I then, said after the movie, wasn't that the best part? And you said when? And I yeah. said, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of kind of funny. Um, I feel like I got the gist, you know? Although I would have liked to have seen the best part of the movie. Yeah. I didn't mean to. And guys, I liked the movie. So it doesn't. it's not taking away from anything. I liked the movie. I, I just uh, couldn't help it. I might ask Sam Mad Crayolas to put it on the Plex so I can just show you that five mm. minutes if he has access to it. Sure. Because, uh, oop, motorcycle going by. Wow, that was wow. surprising. Maybe I should close the nah, window. That's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, the movie was really good. The only other issue we had, well, first off, good movie. It's a movie you've seen before. It's nothing new. Like, it's not narratively yeah it's not genre defying it's a fun movie that i would recommend but it's not going to change your life the music was bad oh yeah some of those insert songs were intolerable the insert songs all of them except the credit song are in english and it's english and it is like squirm in your your seat cover your face like bad grammatical corny english and usually an insert song is for like a montage so they're like traversing these beautiful landscapes or like there's a great character moment and we're giggling like children because the song's so bad yeah i don't i want so i wonder since we saw it with in japanese with subtitles i'm wondering if the whole movie it's always in english it's all it's probably always in english i would and that's and that's fine i'm not i don't have a problem with it and it's just, it's funny because if we were Japanese watching the movie, mm-hmm. if we were Japanese watching the movie, we probably wouldn't notice. Right. Because. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because um, we wouldn't know English and we'd be like, cool, English. Cool, it's in English. But, but as English speakers, yeah, we're like, this it took, us, it took us out of the movie more than once. Yeah. And we were kind of, 
like there was one that was like started off bad and then became funny and we're like oh all right this is this is cool but the other like three or four were like Ugh, yikes mm-hmm. um the other thing i was gonna say that's good about the movie you know the the way that the way it's written and who it's written for and who it's written about is for kind of like that you know teenage like you know 13 yeah. 14 year old age group you know it could be for younger kids certainly it is definitely good for teenagers and obviously we liked it but sometimes I feel like it's hard to find a movie that's, like, definitely appropriate for that, like, mm-hmm. early teen uh It's a good early, group. it's a good tween movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't mean that it's, like, immature. It still has, like, mature things you gotta talk about. It's very heavy at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, someone dies. Someone dies, but it's fun. And, it, you know, it's exploring. It's, be you know, becoming an adult or becoming a young adult. And, uh... That, and that's kind of, like, you know, that's what it's about without it being so... Yeah. It's not really corny in a way. It's it's, it's good. Like, it's, we were calling it because it was a movie for people younger than us, and we could kind of, like, tell. But I think for its age group, it would be really good. Like, if I had watched that as, like, an intro to anime movie, I would have really liked it. I still did like it a lot. Oh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I was, I was happy we went. I think I gave it a 7. Yeah, I think I'm at a seven as well. Yeah, like, I liked it. I would recommend it, but it's it's fine. Like, it was good. Oh, and it looked really good. Yeah, the anime, I mean, Madhouse. They're mad. mad. They're mad over there. <laughs> Madhouse is good, so I've always liked their mad, stuff. Mad good. Mad, Madhouse is mad good. Or at least a seven out of ten good. Yeah. Uh, so that was Goodbye, Don Gleese. That was the weekly update in anime. Also, uh, I beat Final Fantasy VI. Congrats. Woo! I was nervous because all my party members were basically level 40. And usually in Final Fantasy games, that's low. So I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get my ass kicked. And I went into the final dungeon and basically steamrolled it. Stomped them. Like, beat everyone first try. Um, The final, final boss, you get your entire party. You get 12 characters. And whenever one character dies, the other one comes in. And it gives you like 12 chances to kill this guy. We have a party of four. I only lost one person. So you went through five. I went, well... well you, you used there, five out I of I used five 12. out of 12. And, and only one died. Only one died. Can you resurrect them? You can if they're dead for too long or they die at the end of a stage, they disappear. Mm, okay. Uh, which I didn't know until it happened. I would have prevented it if I could. But, yeah. So, I think next I'm going to play Chrono Trigger. Yes, I've been told that you were going to do that and i've been told by many people it's a good game i have not played it either so if only you could watch me play it right unfortunately i have an extra job fortunately i upload everything to youtube kenshin's girl all right everybody go to kenshin's girl oh, no, I... at youtube.com twitter that's not my tiktok thing. tiktok unfortunately um, i'm i'm doing great at tiktok reddit with... Doing great at TikTok. Tumblr? What? No. Okay, no. sorry. Doing great at TikTok is good for me and my brand, but I hate TikTok because it's destroying the minds of our youth. So, that's a bummer. But. Yeah, it's right. clinically proven. Yeah. And honestly, it seems like it is. But all right, okay. let's yeah. um jump in to the weeklies. We've got two finales, yo. Two finales. What do you want to hit first? Um, I guess last week we um, talked about... Keep going. Oh, well, sorry. Last week we finished watching uh, Lyco Rico. So I guess that's the next uh, place to start. Yeah. Um, which was 13 episodes. Good. 
uh, we we were watching. We were invested kind of the whole time. It was. It has a good premise to kind of hook you in in the beginning. Action. Mm-hmm. Fashion. Action. Fashion. Coffee. Coffee. Um, poop themed croissants. Yeah, you're right. And <laughs> and cute girls. So I mean, what if you don't like any of those five things? There's not much media you're you not can a consume. Human. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. Um, Honestly, when we finished it, I was like, that was really good. That was great. After we watched our topic of the week, comparing those two, I'm like, well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. One was much better. So maybe I gave Lyco Rico an eight. I might have to up my other one, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if we don't need to do like yeah, a plot gonna... synopsis. Right? No, no. Cause um, we're just talking about the finale. We've been talking about Lyco Rico weekly. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it wraps up and we're in Hawaii. Yeah, it wrapped up, wrapped up good. Um, can I say what happened? Or yeah, no? yeah, 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 please, right. please. The ma- main character lives despite the... Uh, I thought she was a goner. I don't know what I really thought, I, it, what was going to happen. It was like, she kind of like surrendered herself to uh, being like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm totally a goner. That's that's it for me. I'm okay with it. But I'm never, I'm never going to kill anyone. I don't believe in that. I'm going to die, but you don't have to die. Everybody who tries to kill me, it's all right. I'll just just knock him out. Should have just killed him. Could have killed, you know, the main bad guy Yoshi who's been a bad son. guy for ten years, um, who blew up that other thing. Oh, um, um Majima. Majima. Yeah. But he, if there's a season two, he's our guy. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece it together. My main complaint with the show is just is literally Majima's motivation. Um I, I feel like it was I'm trying to think of like the right words to say it. His motivation was kind of baseless to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you guys are trying to make people feel comfortable and safe in their in their own country. Uh that is wrong to make people feel safe and comfortable. Um everybody should be afraid and uh, deserves to shoot people on the street as they please. So I'm giving them guns. I'm going to put scary videos out. I'm going to do this whole thing. Obviously, his other motivation is he wants people to know the truth. And, right. you know, you, you know, the government or whatever shouldn't really be censoring things like that. And I guess to some degree, I, I can understand that. But he's just like... It's like, what? but what is your, like, his internal motivation is what was missing. He was very external philosophical doing his own thing just like yeah the people need to know the government is wrong it's it is wrong for people to feel safe like just well i think you're misconstruing it it's not his issue wasn't that it's wrong for people to feel safe his issue was that the government was lying to them to make them feel safe so i i understand but it wasn't like oh safe people are bad it was that the government was lying to them and he wanted to bring up, he wanted it to be more transparent. I think people should feel safe. I'm not saying I support what that Japanese government was doing, but it wasn't like, oh man, people are having good lives. Let's fuck them. It was more of like on the government level. Also, did we ever find out what his mission was as an Alan? So maybe we don't know what his motivation is because it was his mission and we don't know it. I, and this isn't me like trying to 
tell you off. I literally, no, okay. just, I literally just thought of that just now. Like that's we why never. That's why we're talking. That's why about we're it, talking. Man. I um, I don't think they ever told us, or if they, I know he has great hearing, but that's it. that's his gift. But we don't know what his mission is. So his gift is good hearing. What's the main girl's? Dodging bullets. That's her thing. Dodging it's bullets. Just dodging bullets. She's, All right. she's a. Her mission is to kill, and her skill is dodging killing. Bullets. And his mission is kill and also dodge bullets but because you can hear well right doing great oh no so i just I so mean, I don't, but we don't know his mission his mission isn't to kill we don't know what his mission well is. it's to, to to f stuff up to f stuff up you, yeah you can curse. I, I, okay well i don't know to me his motivation was just like baseless i don't know like i agree the the main girl i'm, I'm losing their names takina and Chisato. Chisato. Right. I, brought, Sorry. I pulled up the okay, character list. Okay, thank you, thank you. Chisato is like, I feel grateful for being given a second chance. I want people to not kill others, but I'm going to try and save them and help them in some other way. Uh, Majima's like, I want everybody to shoot each other. I'm going to give them guns to shoot cops in the face with. How's that sound? What? I don't know. It's... It, that was the one part of it where I like totally wasn't understanding, and I also don't understand Yoshi San's. Yeah, like, he was. He's he's a psycho. He's like a he's like a psychopath. Sure, he's a psychopath, but he gives people like. Did he give her a superpower, or did she already have the superpower? She was like trained with it at the Allen Institute. Their ways are not explained. Yeah, like that. That part is just like a little vague, and it's okay to have a little bit of vagueness. Mm-hmm. You don't want to reveal everything. If if the show's going to continue, um, you don't want them to reveal everything. You want it to be, like, kind of slow and along the way. Right. But it was just like, but, like, why, why did you do this? And why did you pick these particular people? And how did you get this technology? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to go back, like, six episodes, five episodes, when they were like, oh, hey, your heart is failing. And since it was used on a... Uh, we made your heart 10 years ago. Nobody knows how to fix a thing that's 10 years old anymore. It, the, the, the technology is obsolete. Nobody could possibly fix your fake heart. There's newer fake hearts. Those we could fix. 10-year-old fake heart? You're dead. Nobody thought about that. Ew. This girl is 8 years old, gets a fake heart. Now she's 18. And they're like, ah, well, well, we were hoping the heart would let you live forever. But it was really just for 10 years because it has a 10-year battery in it. And nobody can get in there with a screwdriver, put a new battery in. What? Welcome to the Mikey G Show. It didn't work. That's not how it works. They, they, people get heart implants all the time. And they can fix them. That's what we like to call in um, the anime verse a plot hole. Yeah. That was silly. Anyway, the show was great. Yeah, um, we really liked it. Here's <laughs> the thing. Those are complaints about the show. Those are valid complaints about the show. What matters in this show? Is the fashion. Is the fa- <laughs> Just... Mike loves all the outfits, all the splash screens in between the commercials. Yeah. He loves that. The action was good. The fashion was good. I mean, the, the cuteness was good. The cuteness and the main relationship between Takina and Chisato mm-hmm. is the draw of the show. And that was resolved very well. Yeah, I agree. So, and that's the whole point. I gave it an eight. I liked it more than a seven. The animation was great. The music was good. The action scenes were awesome. Mm-hmm. I liked everyone. Shout out to um, Anzai Chika, the voice actress for Ch- Chisato. She had a very, like, unique voice and had to do a ver- 
very like speedy and then slow and then relaxed deliveries of a lot of different lines mm-hmm. and she did a great job yeah i was just looking her up hilariously in the discord today we were relating um like horace recoil to sound euphonium and she is the same voice actress as reina kosaka the trumpet player from sound euphonium who's the character that looks like takina so it's just one big circle mm. That's good. Everyone was saying that Takino was Reina and that Chisato was um, Kumiko, who's the euphonium player. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's actually the other way around, so pretty funny. That's cool. But, yeah, no, I really like the, I really like the show. I would love a second season. I don't need a second season, but I would love a second season, which is a great position to be in. Yeah, I agree. And I also, d- despite my complaints about it, I liked it a lot. And the action was definitely, like plentiful and unique um and it kept me kept me coming back for more yeah and i would probably also give it an eight maybe a somewhere between a seven and an eight but yeah i i like it more than a lot of shows that i give seven so i'm giving it an eight right but yeah that's yeah. fair i, I mean i and it, what's the description there very good i'd say it was very yeah. good it goes masterpiece great very good good so i'd say i'd say an eight is fair on this rating system but maybe like a seven and a half i know i wish you could really get into the minutia of math i think there was only one or two episodes that were kind of like duds but then the other 11 were good yeah uh but we're being too optimistic let's Uh, talk about a show that we don't like this season we did not like yeah uh we just finished watching the uh finale like hour-long episode of Maiden Abyss. Made in Abyss. Not Maiden Abyss. Oof, guys. Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, so if you guys watch the first season, you know the appeal, the exploration, the monsters, the the hidden world slowly being discovered, the um the motivations of the main characters, their backstory just slowly getting revealed as it goes on. Um not this time. Not this time. Yeah, this time we get we get stuck in one location and we stay there. We don't move. Uh, we get backstory from characters who are only introduced this season, which is fine. Um, but we get so much exposition, like the whole. I don't even know how much time actually passes while they're in this location. A lot. I mean, I guess it's a lot. Maybe it's a month or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they're actually there. But we've been waiting for them to keep going down and down and down and down. We watched, you know, the first season. There's the movie. Is there another movie? I thought uh, there was there, only one there, movie. There's three movies. Two of them are recap. Oh. The third movie is yeah. um, Bazzi's boyfriend. Bondrude. Bondrude. Yeah. yeah, we like that. And that movie. Okay, so fine. There's one real movie, and then there's the the first season. And uh, you know, you watch that, you really want more. The, the third season, the second season starts and you're like, okay, we're getting into it or you think you're going to get into it. And the whole first episode has nothing to do with anything you learned about. Which I was okay with. Cold opens, I think, are acceptable. And there was a lot of exposition this season, but I thought that, I thought the flashbacks were interesting for the travelers. Um, seeing how they got there, how everything set up, it was it was interesting. It was just the stuff in the present sucked and made no sense that I didn't care about. And then they spent so much time talking about these people from the past, which now don't matter because they're we're talking an, about the finale now. They're all fucking dead. Yeah, they're in an altered state. 
they, they they're not they, they I mean, whoever they were in the past they're not anymore. Yeah, but Waco died. Um, Wazukian evaporated, and Beloff died two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully, so good news. Ma evaporated. See ya, bitch. That crazy. Did she? Yeah, remember she young. Ah, ba 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 ba. Rico gives her the it yeah. the doll she goes ma and then rico wakes up and it's just the doll and she's gone and like that other person who evaporated she evaporated too oh. and i was like cheering okay yeah they but hopefully fafta doesn't come with us i don't want her there yeah this so, oh sorry sorry this finale was supposed to have emotional moments of fafta like Meeting Waco, learning about her mother, all this stuff about the team coming back together, saying goodbye to their friends, getting ready for their new journey, asking a new member to join. And I did not give a shit the whole time. I had no emotions. It was just like, it was, the the last half of this season was literally a chore for me to watch. Yeah. When the beginning of the season, we were like, hey, we got to watch Maiden Abyss. And the last half of the season, we were like, we gotta watch Made in Abyss. Yeah. It's a subtle change in motivation, but yeah. I I agree with you. Thinking back on it, I did I do like the when they were flashing back, however long ago that was. Let's just say it was a hundred years ago, fifty years ago, I don't know. When they were actually exploring that layer it for might the first have time. A hundred fifty years or oh, something. Oh, combine the two. Yeah. But that that stuff was cool. And again, because it still had that like exploring piece. It's like how does this world work? What are mm-hmm. the rules? What can we eat? What can't we eat? Those sorts of things were cool. Um, after the whole, like, you know, they settle the town and the town turns out it is, you know, the mother just, it's it's the shell of the mother encapsulating this area. It's like, okay, cool. So the mom is now a shell. It gave birth to almost an exact replica of herself. That's more, uh, what do you call it? The fox like, and it runs away. Everybody else inside somehow changes form and makes this, like, failed, like, equivalent exchange system from FMA that doesn't work. It's just like, oh, it it has value. Well, where's the value coming from? It's just, coins literally just appear. You hand something across a counter and your chapstick turns into six bronze coins, a silver coin, and a chicken nugget. Like, it's just... (laughs) Whatever they felt like saying, oh, it has value, but, oh, you cut off a lock of your hair? Oh, that, for some reason, is so much more valuable. Yeah, because, human stuff is valuable down there. Because they're trying to get back to, like, oh, they lost their humanity, so if you can get something back to your... But th- you give somebody your hair, nothing's going to happen. Like, it ha- it doesn't... I don't know. That whole thing made no sense. It's ranked very high on Mal. I liter- Season two? Yeah, 8.8. I literally just gave it a five. Yeah, I think I would give it a four. What's the, what's the word ranking on here? Bad. bad. I would say it was bad. I did not. In, I didn't. I enjoyed parts of it. There, but that was few and far between. What did I give? Oh, sorry, I'm gonna original. also say wow. That people like this season more than the last. No, this one? is the manga. Oh, I'm getting sorry. there. Adaptation. Sorry. Season one got an yeah. That's, season one got an eight six. Season two has an eight eight. That's a bad take. M-A-L. I gave it a nine. I loved season one. It was good. I lost my thing of thought. What the heck was I going to say? The equivalent exchange system. The whatever. Chicken nuggets. Chicken Buff- nuggets. Buffalo Wild I don't know. Say something. I'll think about it. Okay. Ah. Um, Nanachi was asleep half oh, the time. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Go. Their motivations, like Rico 
and Nanachi just made bad decisions. And Reg, too. They all made stupid decisions. They were just like, oh, this person was nice to me. Let's have them join our crew. I don't, I can't speak their language, but they should be in our crew. Uh, that girl broke in and stole, like, our most valuable thing. I'm gonna listen to her and say, you know, she's probably a good person. Nanachi knows that what's her name died. The midi. That's the worst thing. And then she shows up. And she shows up, and that other dude's like, "Hey, I have an exact replica. It's not the real thing." And she goes, "I will literally sell you my soul and sit here on the ground and die for the rest of my life just so I can sit with this thing that I know is a copy and isn't real." But it's the only thing. It's a copy of the real thing. So much so it is basically the real thing so it's just another midi and she didn't want to abandon the same thing again that's the only that's nanachi's only defense i am with you just you literally hired reg to murder it just murder it again right yeah i'll fine i'll concede the point it is it is midi again reborn which is stupid that doesn't change the fact that it's stupid it's like midi is jesus came back from the dead (laughs) With holes in her hands. I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> holes in her face, more like. And then she's like, yeah, I'll I'll sell my whole soul. Yeah, I'm not going to leave this cave forever. And then Rico comes in and goes, Nanachi, what the hell is wrong with you? And it's, it's like, oh, dude, don't you see Midi here? That's great. Midi's here. And it's like, no, Nanachi, it's not Midi. Don't you see this? She's like, yeah, I know, but I already sold it. So then Rico says to what's his name? Who's the guy? who Beloff. And goes, Hey, I'll sell my souls in exchange for hers. And I'm like, Rico, no, don't do that. You're, it was just, and then you know what was going to happen? If Rico did that, Reg would come in and say, I'm going to sell my soul. And then it would just be a cut. Hey, I mean, that would have been more entertaining than what actually happened least, in the show. At least the show would be over. Yeah. If you guys can't tell, we struggled. We struggled with Made in Abyss. That was, that was rough. Maybe that's why Thomas hasn't showed up. He just doesn't want to talk about Made in Abyss. I'm trying to think of, like, what else happened. They spent so much time on, what's it, Fueco? Fapta. Fapta? Well, there's Fueco. Fueco. Fueco, Iramui, who's the mom and also building and village, and then Fapta. Fapta was so annoying. Oh, my God. I didn't like her at all for a minute. I didn't didn't find her redeeming at all. And then when Reg invited her, you... As witness, I shouted no. Yeah. I was like, no. I think, I think I rolled my eyes or tossed my hands up in the air. I was like, we knew. I mean, we knew this was going to happen because he's. he said, I'm spineless. I have no backbone. Somebody was nice to me. Part of the crew. Um, uh, and she just kept saying, what does she keep saying at the end of every? Sosu. 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 Come with me, Sosu. Because at one point, 150 years ago or whatever the hell it was, Reg said, hey, I think people who like speak formally say Sosu at the end of things. So she decides, all right, I'm going to make that my only character trait is that I say Sosu at the end of everything. Which was interesting in the beginning when she we were just cute. like, when we were saying like, like you don't know who they are and you don't understand the language. It's like, oh, they're saying Sosu and we'll, we'll figure out what that means. And then it's just like, oh, she's dumb and is just copying everything. One thing that he said on a whim. I think famous princes princesses say that okay i'll say it all the time and um yeah her and then she was just like yeah i gotta kill everybody in the town for no i don't know why but why she wanted to kill her mother to free her from her torment right and everybody who was using her body as a thing she wanted to die to yeah oh you were using my revenge revenge yeah but why did she wait until now to do it Wow, Mike, that's an awesome question. If only the show answered it. Yeah. 
Because, like, she could have, when she was born, I mean, I, let's say she had to go, and, like, for five years had to go, like, get strong and talk to that metal guy. And then, Garu, but why did, she, why did she wait so long? Just kill everybody then. The town got way bigger. If she I had know. done it when the town was, like, just, you know, when she was just born, she, she could have eaten the town, like, in one gulp. When everyone starts sending corrections in the Discord, AnimeDoubleplay.com, if interested, mm-hmm. uh, tag Mikey G in them. Yeah, it's fine. I... I'm also filled with hate, so I'm probably not seeing through clear. But, but it didn't make any sense. Or if it did, you had to have watched it and like taken notes yeah. and been like, "Oh, you remember in episode two, in episode three of season one, when this person said, oh, down in the layer, there will be a fuzzy creature.' Oh, it's referring to her. I, you know, I don't care because it just it came out of absolute nowhere. I, I, and Ma was bad. They Ma should have kicked was... her the hell out. Uh... She, she tried to murder your pet, and you're like, join my team, because we were able to sew her asshole back up. Literally you know, it's fine. bursted her, her anus. Her, 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 uh, her anus is falling out, and her other organs are coming out her mouth. But we just shoved that back in there. Ew. Come join the team, because you're pink and horrifying. <laughs> so scary. I No, always... don't click on the picture. Be... Oh, God. It's so disturbing. Guys, you know how like you know how people's like eyes fall out in this show? I'm gonna post and people this explode in the and like all this crap. This thing is nightmare fuel. Why does it exist? That's what it asks every day when it says Ma's. Why do I exist? Kill me now. And everyone's like, Oh, you said Ma. That means I'm thankful for this life. No, crush it. Why does it exist? I feel bad for the voice actors who have this as a credit on their thing. <laughs> That's a detriment to their careers. Ma. Ma. What did you... Hey, uh, can you can you say ma? It's like the Aflac duck. Can you say ma but make us feel anxiety? <laughs> tell, us, tell us a story by just saying ma. Aflac. Mm. That was a good... You're, Thanks. Mike, yeah. should I make you a regular? Sure, yeah, I'm around Can you sometimes. watch 10 weekly anime this no. next month? I have a job. <laughs> Me too. I have to go in person. I... And you, I don't, I don't I sit in front of a computer all day. Still da- wow, guys, sounds like a lot of excuses. Ha, <laughs> okay. And, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you guys know you watched it. You all hated it too, right? Duh. Leave your comments in the comments. This is the 25th highest ranking anime on Mal. That's sad. I'm sorry. Guys, it was not good. What happened? And here's the thing. I like as a series, like as an as a um, I don't know an entity. I'd like I would if somebody said, "Oh, how's Made in Abyss?" I like Made in Abyss. However, now it's gonna be I like Made in Abyss. Big asterisk, but season two is poo, and that rhymes. <laughs> season too, two guys. is poo. <sighs> yeah, it's this. It was extremely disappointing. Based, you know, and based on like the movie was great, and the season one was also great. They just they didn't capture. Like, there was no exploration. Besides the flashbacks, and they and most of them was it was just like oh we're in we, we get down and there's the one town that they explore and in the flashbacks like we're just stuck in this one place and the rules don't make sense like oh at the end sorry also we were talking about this what's what's her name with the what who's Todoroki in this one? Um, Vueco. Vueco, okay, otherwise known as Maiden Abyss Todoroki. She is like walking up the stairs, reminiscing for twenty five minutes, internal monologue. And goes up these stairs and then realizes, oh shit, my whole body's falling apart. Why? Oh, there's a crack in the wall over there and the curse of the abyss is getting in. Because now that the town is breaking and dying, it makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. nobody's protecting her. So she starts falling apart. 
Nanachi's impervious to the curse. She grabs her, pulls her back. But, like, you know, maybe 50 feet away from the crack is Rico sitting there on totally the Totally fine. Fine. No, nope. The, the curse doesn't affect her at all. Maybe they're going down. I don't... No, no. I guess they would have... Maybe they are going down. Well, and it she got thrown down the stairs, and she was fine. It was weird. It was weird. Like, it didn't make any... It didn't make any sense that she didn't get hurt, but the other person did who's part of the town... Is getting hurt. Like, she's like, yeah. she's a, she, she was the most human of all the people. And she was cool. She had the blue, um. She had the blue haired girl with the one eye. The one eye, yeah. Pushed her back down the and stairs. And then she, she disappeared went, and I liked her. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like, that, it's, it's fine. Those, I will say, the design of those really big, like, ho- seahorse looking things mm-hmm. with the big long legs, those were cool. They looked cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like them. They remind me of Final Fantasy uh, bad guys. Oh, wow, that show? Yeah. Oh. I'm hmm. updating my bow while we do this. Yeah. Um. Anyway, guys, that was a long time talking about Made in Abyss. Is there anything else you want to say? I feel like I talked a long oh, time. Oh, no. Well, one, they get to hear me talk every week, okay. so I always try to let the host. The guest. I'm the host. Oh, Wait, right. you heard that? I, guys, I'm the host. You did say you're joined by me, That's so this right. is your episode. Um, completely disappointed. That's all. Four out of ten. They even stopped pooping. Even the comedic relief of a hot diarrhea in an elevator. Oh, remember when she touched it with her hands? I don't. I must have blocked that Waco, out. Waco, like, Irimui was sick, and she was like, look, she has diarrhea. And oh, just, like, yeah. rubbed her hand. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit literally holy shit yeah i forgot about that hmm is this poop i know hmm. or is it chocolate eats it it's poop okay and unfortunately oh sorry guys unfortunately. I, I keep yawning because we're it is now a quarter to 11 we're recording this a little later than usual um it was bad it was bad. Yeah, I was disappointed. I wish it didn't exist. I would have rather waited. I would have preferred if this season, let's say they did the flashback stuff. If they did it all, okay, here's the other thing. Narratively, they did a bad job of organizing every episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you wanted to actually put it together, have the first episode alone, basically, except for the last minute when it shows them on the elevator. Have the whole first episode, and then keep. Let's just say it's the first four episodes of just the backstory leading up to when yeah our main characters get there. Then we can have a little bit like, oh, that's who this person is. Oh, they're gonna figure this out as they go. Like they're like there's stuff that we know. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, I don't know if that's always good that we know something that the main characters don't. And we're kind of, but it just was so scattered. There was so much stuff. Like if you wanted to actually make sense of what happened this season, you would need to go like make like a spreadsheet to figure out how to like what order to actually watch the stuff in because it made absolutely no sense if they had like done more in the beginning to give us the background and then we could figure it out more and then at the end it's like oh all these things are coming together that would have made more sense how about this what if this season was a movie instead that could have worked because here's the thing right this arc isn't good so they take stuff out. Or, or what could have been could have also worked is if they did half a season in the town in the Golden City, and then gun gone to the next place for the next six. Yeah, episodes. or like just something truncated it. Yeah, I I think also what I guess I didn't realize in the first season the story seemed pretty like we got these beats to hit we've got these things we want to reveal at this amount of time here's how it's gonna happen boom this one was just like 
we want to just dive so deep into the backstory about these characters that you don't love at all. And they just want to keep telling you so much about them. It's like, how many time, more times are they going to do this? Yeah. All right. Bye. Not to beat a dead horse, but we didn't like it. Yeah. Let's um, let's give the people a, a nice break and talk about our sponsor, uh, Raycon. Just kidding. We know. Oh, my We're God. Not <laughs> um, have you guys tried Raycon? I have Raycons, actually. Mm. I needed new... Uh, Bluetooth. Wow, are those the everyday E20? I'm sorry. Oh my is God, not, I'm just, I've watched too many ads for Raycon and I'm just, the joke is going on too long though. But e, everyday E20. Yeah. I got the uh, fitness ones actually. Because go, go I'm, I'm pretty uh, sweaty so I, I want them to be waterproof. Go to Raycon.com slash big money. Stop. Get 50% off your first order. Okay. Stop. Um, so now that we've talked about something bad, let's talk about something good. Yeah, let us. So, literally yesterday, uh, we started watching it a couple episodes at a time, whatever, knew it was short, ended up binging the last four or five episodes, four episodes? It was four. Uh, last night, we finished the Netflix original anime, Cyberpunk Edgerunners, mm-hmm. based off the uh, video game Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. It was good. Loved it. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I gave it, a, I gave it an eight. I'm not giving... I think I'm deciding not to give it a nine. Okay. But we can get into that. Yeah. Um, it's brutal. It reminds me about... It reminds me of two things. And I've actually been thinking about how I'm going to portray, portray these thoughts. First off, it reminds me a lot of Devilman Crybaby. Mm. Another... Um, episode. Oh, well, first, before we get in, spoilers... Spoiler, if you haven't seen Cyberpunk... It came out, like, last week, so stop listening. It's pretty new. It is worth a watch, so you should not listen to this. Go turn this off uh, and (laughs) Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Um, It reminds me a lot of Devilman Crybaby because it is hyper-gory and hyper-sexualized. Uh, the sex stuff kind of dies down. There's a lot of nudity. Yeah. But, like, people aren't, like, jacking off in the street in the second half, and they yeah. are in the first half. That's right. Uh-huh. But, um, it, it's also, like, I don't know, both on Netflix, both you could watch at your leisure, both have semi-similar themes about humanity, and they're both pretty bleak, and they're both, uh, really, really smooth, and they both have a more, like, tech industrial soundtrack sure so that's that comparison and then also remember our good friends from two years ago akudama drive which was also you watched um an episode or two with me and ganon which is also like a pretty gritty futuristic city post-apocalyptic like dystopian whatever so it's kind of a fusion of both those into this show um the best thing about this show for me, amazing action sequences, really cool music, a lot of awesome artistic choices, the openings, literal fire, LOL. Um, I love David Martinez. I love him. I want to protect him. That's the main character. That is the main character. We gave the spoiler warning, so hopefully people listening from here on out know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I love him. He, we watched it, oh, disclaimer, we watched it in English. So we watched the English mm-hmm. dub, which was very good, Yes, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I thought it was localized really well. I thought it was stylized really well. 
um, like David Martinez and his mother Gloria. Certain parts they have like Hispanic accents, like a kind of it fit really well. I thought everyone, I thought it was extremely well casted. I thought it, the dub was great. The dub is double play approved. Shake my hand. We're shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming from your host, me. Yeah. It's it's dub approved. A little closer. Uh, you, we're in the way. So I, I know. I, I, okay. I moved back. Um, number, I just love him. He is, he's just like, he makes a lot of crazy decisions, but he's also in a crazy situation. But he's all, he, whether or not he's like murdering someone or saving someone, he just always like, seems like a good kid like at heart yeah, and you disagree with me i think or we were talking about that before you can totally agree with me well i think we were we were talking you, you were like yeah he's a good kid he's always trying to do the right thing and i said well he killed probably five thousand people that right, we didn't but see they were thugs he only killed a few innocent people and yes i am drawing a line there because right. it's fiction right you know it's fine and also i'm the guy who said aaron yeager should kill the whole world so <laughs> I, don't don't listen to me but it's just like, oh he's a good kid well if he was really a good kid he wouldn't do this granted the whole point is he's thrust into a situation where he doesn't really have a choice where his mom dies because they don't have money and he gets like her ashes through a vending machine crematory system. That first episode is brutal. The first episode is really good. That really, you said the word dystopian before, and, uh-huh. and that they do a, a good job of not always like of showing a world that is dystopian and it's just it's people trying to like get by, people stuck in technology who can't get out. Um, They're edge runners. They run on the edges of society. Right. Trying to get it done. Um, also, disclaimer, we did not play the game. So we're going mm. in with no context, which totally is why when, um, what was that guy's name? Adam Sh- Adam Smasher came on with no explana- oh, explanation. Yeah. We were like, wow, they just didn't explain like the main guy that does the main thing at the end. And then I looked into it and he's like, if you played the game, of course you know him. So that right. was just... We, th- but true. we're also open-minded enough that we were able to look past that. Yeah. Um, basically, premise, as you hopefully all know, uh, David goes to a preppy school that his mom works his, her ass off to get him through tuition. He doesn't have a lot of money, so he has to like bootleg a lot of stuff. He gets bullied. His mom dies in an accident. He get, keeps getting bullied. He realizes that his mom is also an arms dealer, Find some tech, a um, spine attachment under the under the floorboards. Tries to sell it, but it's so like it will so drive everyone who wears it crazy that he can't get a good price for it. And then um, his his classmates accuse his mom of being a hoe mm-hmm. to make that money. And he says fuck it, and he puts the spine on and he beats the shit out of them. Drops out of school, gets uh, discovered by the love of his life, Lucy, and becomes a cyberpunk. Joins uh, the main mains group of edge runners and just works for money, and that's the show. But it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, it, and it has a good way of kind of like building the complexity of it because we don't know what the heck's going on. He's just entering into this whole, you know, scene of thuggery, mm-hmm. and you know, we we slowly learn more about it. He slowly gets more and more into it. They're not very accepting of him because he's a kid and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And he just, like, 
he, I mean, he literally has nowhere else to turn. He can't even get into his apartment because the rent is not paid, so he sneaks through the vent every single time. He has no, he literally has no money. So he's like, what else does, what the hell else does he have to lose? Um, he's uh, a troubled, a troubled man. Um, I love him. Yeah, he, um, he did a, he did a very good job. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking the voice actor did a very good job. He also did a good job of uh Zach Aguilar is the English voice actor. Did a good job. He's Dr. Hedo in the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie. Oh, he plays the main character in Bubble. That movie was oh, yeah. rough. We never actually talked about that movie. Bubble? I thought it was words bubble up like soda pop. No, the, remember Bubble the um oh, the parkour one. movie? Wow. We never actually talked about it on the pod cuz I don't think Thomas watched it. Okay. But we watched well, it. We'll come oh, back to that. One more quick thing. He's uh, the English voice of Tanjiro from Kimetsu no Yaiba. There That's probably go. his biggest. Quick scroll. That's probably his biggest credit. And confirmed. Yeah. Oh, and he's Genos in One Punch Man. That's cool. Cool. Anyway. Um, one thing I was going to say. This is kind of a sidebar. It's not really about the plot or about kind of the show at all. Well, it is. Sometimes in anime, you know, you've got people who are, like, super strong or, like, super, um, you know, good at dodging bullets because they have, <laughs> a, they have, like, a, you know, a gift from God or whatever. Or an owl. Or an owl or whatever the hell it is. In this show, literally the whole point is they're past the point where, like, medical care is straight-up medical care. It's, it's also, you know, dealing with your mechanic um, enhancements that you've literally your added chrome. on. Your chrome. that you've added onto your body. And they have, like... They've got, like, USB drive slots in their neck. Like, everybody has them. Um, and, like, and you know, when you get a phone call, it just pops up, like, in your eye view. It's like it's like Google Glass. It's like, uh, what's that guy from Ned's Declassified? Um, <gasps> Cookie. Cookie! It's like that, but for everybody, and it works seamlessly. And that the way that they, you know, show that stuff is all really cool. But what I was going to say about it is the way the character designs are in a lot of anime, sometimes it's just like, that guy is unbelievably huge. He could never get that huge just from working out. It's not possible. But in this one, it makes sense because guy's got long arms and he can walk around like a like a chimpanzee or something. Yeah. It's because he has metal arms that are specifically for this. Or it... gun arms. Or he's just yoked because he wants to run really fast. Mm-hmm. Or you've got... Take your pick. It makes it, it. It actually has a reasonable excuse within the universe to have people not look like people anymore. Yeah, that was one of the hardest things to get through after um, episode six, which mm-hmm. is when Maine dies, which is awesome and sad because he's kind of like the father figure for David. Seeing David after that like yearish time stick skip get so chromed that he looks like Maine. He's like huge, and he was purposely staying away from it. And Maine was like, nah, come on, man. He was like, nah, I'm good at what I'm good at. And then he kind of just, like, decides he needs to... And that's... Yeah, that's the issue with David. David meets Lucy, and Lucy's like, what's your dream? And he says his mom's dream. And she goes, I want to go to the moon. Like, your mom's dream shouldn't be your dream. You're your own person. And he just goes through his mom's dream to mainstream. And he never really has his own motivation and then he has to save Lucy and he says when they're falling from the skyscraper in that last episode, she was like, I didn't want you to save me. And he goes, I'm not worth it. You are because you have your own dream. And man, 
That's nice. Show hit Mary pretty hard there at the end. At the end. So I have this delayed reaction sometimes. I watched it. I thought it was good. Tragedies are hard and this show's a tragedy. Sometimes it takes a while for it to set in. So we watched it. We went up. We brushed our teeth. We laid in bed. And that's when I started crying. Right. It wasn't, and it wasn't like sobbing. It was just a quiet few little like, (laughs) but, um, I, it's the last scene of the show where she's on the moon and she sees him and he's not chromed up. It's just him the way that he's supposed to be. And he's super happy. And he, and then that's it. It's only a memory. It's only a recording on her drive. Like that reality is never going to happen. And he just deserves it. And I strongly believe that, like, I don't think you need a personal dream. Like, I never had anything I wanted to be when I grew up. Everyone bitches about Ichigo because he doesn't want to be king of the pirates. He doesn't want to be ninja president. They're like, what is Ichigo's dream? What is his goal? And I think just, like, sometimes being the everyman's okay. So I think, like, as long as you have your own personal conviction on certain things, living for other people isn't the worst thing in the world. And in anime a lot, that idea is, like, pushed down. You gotta do this for you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I I go to work, I come back, I have my hobbies, I'm happy. I don't have, like, I, I don't want to be president or king, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like... Point. Yeah, that's that's a main theme in this show, and it's a main theme in a lot of shows, and sometimes I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. He, um, and you wonder, like, did he, it almost seems like even before, like, his mom dies, it seems like he didn't really have, like, a dream or, like, a guiding force ever. He was so, like, pushed down by his classmates and society. He felt like he didn't fit in anywhere. Oh, there yeah. was, like no shot for him anywhere so he was probably just like raised by his community on like what's the point of even having a dream Mm -hmm. you're worthless and you're gonna die and then at least maybe his own personal thing was finding a place and finding worth and he found it and he's okay and cool and great now like he doesn't have to want to go to saturn sure it's um yeah it's it's a tough one to kind of just like pin down in like a a quick statement because there's just there's so much to to unpack mm-hmm. um the whole like um you know him getting bullied by people who are richer than him theme been there but, uh, you know that's a thing we can relate to um and it's just funny because in this world there's so much technology everywhere you know it's integrated like basically everybody has it in their you know in mm-hmm. their head in their like the crosswalk all the cars, people's memories are recorded, people's phone calls are recorded, like everything is just accessible or hackable or somehow integrated into something else. It's not just whatever. But even with that, you know, there's tiers above that where, you know, oh, it's cool. I've got this, I've got this enhancement that I plugged into my neck that costs who knows how yeah. much money. How many eddies? Um, you know, I have enough money that I could bury my mother. Um, as opposed to having her cremated and sit in a the tra- can. The trauma team. Yeah. Um, to save my mother's life. Yeah, and you know that was some interesting with the trauma team thing. There's people who are, um, you know, I don't know, high profile enough that they can just hire a like an EMT squad to fly out to them if their gear like is gets yeah, broken. They just fly out immediately if they are ever in a critical state. 
someone could fly out and they have and the revive them likely. Yeah. yeah. It's um that's kind of cool. I was going to say uh, you made a lot of parallels to other things. The one that I was thinking about was a bit of a parallel to kind of Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker sort of stuff. Mm. It's a bit of a looser connection, but it's kind of like the, the kid's got, you know, nothing downtrodden, gets, you know, gets a little bit of an insight into the higher society. Mom gets killed. He gets pissed, wants some sort of revenge or some other sort of purpose, and you know, and it, and it keeps building and he keeps following this path down, even though he doesn't quite know where it goes. And then he's given the option of, you know, great power and a mechanical body. Um, yeah. And, you know, and he uses it, I guess, in, you know, for some good, um, or at least to make money. Um, no, he's a bit more of like a vigilante than he is like a, he, he's not, he's not a justice seeking kid. He's, yeah, he's. I'm gonna go kill these people because somebody wants their money, and I'm gonna get a, a cut of it. Right. Um. Yeah, and it is kind of interesting how in the first half, you know, before he gets all chromed out, getting all his upgrades and everything, uh, he's very hesitant in killing anybody else. And he he sees flashes of his mother. Mm-hmm. And he only kills that guy who kills Pilar on top, who's pissing on the dumpster. Because he's, like, really close to basically Fry and Lucy. Because Lucy was right under them. And he's there and he freezes. Mm -hmm. And he sees his mom for a flash. And he commits. And that's not even... I thought that was going to be David's downward spiral. After he killed that guy? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It was the death of Maine. Um, Which is a crazy episode and a great episode. Yeah. But I just... uh, Just talking about it. One of the um, things that they talk about in the show is uh, cyber psychosis. And, you know, if you've seen the show, you know. But it's basically you have so many upgrades. You've got so many, um, so much tech installed into your brain and whatever that you're, you know, whatever it is that makes you human can no longer control it. And it eventually takes over and you go insane. You go cyber psycho. And then you've lost control of your body and your body is, you know, uh, your body or your memories or your tech is inputting memories or visions into your You're hallucinating. Head. You're basically hallucinating. You lost your you, mind. You think you're somewhere else that you're not. And, uh, oh, there it is. Um, in the background. Oh, yeah, um, I updated some of my wallpapers. Yeah. And you don't know where you are. You don't know what you're doing. And that's was the, that's the downfall of, you know, we see, like, a nameless character it happens to. We see our main character. Um, main. One of the main characters. Lol. It happens to. Um and you know there's always points throughout with this especially with main and with david and whoever else it happens to on the team where there's little moments of salience where they're like oh i'm here i know who you are okay i'm back okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna inject myself with this medicine to bring me back to life real quick uh but that's not gonna last forever yeah but there's something there where even though they know like let's say if they were to i don't know downgrade or do something that they could resist the temptation but there's something about the technology that means i can't go back to the way i was before and they keep pushing for more and more and more and more and more and then they can't control it um one thing um really big spoiler now promise please leave if you haven't watched it because i'm about to like spoil the end um you've been warned okay when (coughs) david dies um the good thing about when david dies is that he dies human he dies 
He's completely as lucid. human as he could be. Yeah. But like he's not he's not tripping. He doesn't have like the cool eye oh, effect yeah. that Trigger does. We also need to talk about how this is a Trigger anime, but yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, In a minute. And he he speaks. He says like, "See you, Choom. I don't give a shit." And Adam shoots him in the face. And there are probably so many other cyberpunks that had that death but weren't themselves. And it's like, thank God at least David went out being David instead of being whatever the hell the chrome made him. Um, When he's starting to really hallucinate during that final, on the way to that final battle, and Rebecca MVP is Mm -hmm. like pumping him with drugs and he's like seeing and talking to his mom again. Ugh. Mom, I'm going Arasaka Tower all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca's like, yeah, David, let's go. We're going to go all the way to the top. And you're just like, damn it. Like, this kid just, like, he's hallucinating about making his mom proud of him. He's just mm-hmm. a kid. He's just a kid. I'm just, just a, a kid. kid. And life, life is, is a nightmare. nightmare. Um, I was going to say something else about a particular thing. I don't remember. Um... David, Rebecca, Maine. I'm just looking at the Lucy? cast here now. Well, Lucy, uh, we could talk about Lucy for Lucy a was one of my complaints. Interesting. She was okay. good in the first half. She didn't have much of a personality, but I was like, okay, that's fine. Some people just aren't active people. Though when she's like riding the gurney when uh, in episode in the, two, yeah. mm-hmm. that is the most personality we get out of her. Besides that, she's just very like calm, cool. She's played really well. Like no... Um, no issues with the portrayal of the character. But, um, in the second part, she was moping around behind the scenes. And she's doing stuff behind the scenes. Like, she's pretending to mope, but she's actually trying to erase all the data on David because Arasaka wants to use him as a test dummy because he has a really great... He can adapt to technology really well, wants to use him to test the weapons. But she's just a damsel in distress. Let's go save Lucy. I'm like, I'm so sick of anime female characters being anime female characters. At least we got Rebecca, and Kiwi was kind of cool, even though she, uh... Well, I, I liked Lucy, too, and that was kind of part of his intro in... Obviously, his literal intro into the cyberpunk scene, mm-hmm. and also his intro into becoming an adult by being his first, By like, getting laid. Getting laid, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I liked her. I think that after the main the main character dies of the the main guy in there after kamina dies yeah right after their their gang leader dies she's really shaken up about it she feels like they totally screwed up and it's like i and she has the feeling i don't want other people to die she goes full uh like oriko on him and it's like i'm not gonna kill no no she doesn't say that she's she wants her other friends not to die and she goes, is like, I'm going to go and do all my stuff behind the scenes and try to stop these, whatever, eight people or whoever they are from finding and killing or capturing David. Yeah, um, yeah she's she's a quieter person. Um, but she has, that. She, but it's it's like that kind of dark, mysterious, just like yeah, kind of thing. I just on. felt like she had a little more potential. Potential for what? having more personality but i think that is her personality is that she's like the the, yeah. the, the, the the dark science she's sonic the, uh, shadow the hedgehog she's not sonic the hedgehog rebecca's sonic the hedgehog i'll fly you to the moon and he does yeah and moon. and look she's trouble too like they find out like in the it's the third episode where like they kind of open up to each other and she's talking about like 
you know, I've got this thing. I don't know if it's going to happen. And he's like, you need to go for it. She's like, ah, but I don't know. And like, that's like her first time ever, like opening up to anybody. Yeah. She says that she yeah. says, uh, this is the first time I've shown anyone this. And he says, why me? Even though he, she instantly betrays him, expecting him to get murdered. There was a connection there. They have the two of them whenever they're having serious talks. Great scenes. Mm-hmm. The color's great. We've got green on David and purple on Lucy. We've got the moon's always there because that's the symbol for Lucy. We've got their love theme, which is like this cool song from the game. All the insert songs are songs that were used in um, Cyberpunk 2077, which is super cool. Um, Whenever it's just the two of them on screen, they have great chemistry. They're, again, voice acted really well. I'm per- I'm thinking of the scene that's their first kiss. That was just my wallpaper. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. Yeah. I was going to say, b- before we talk about the animation, um, another parallel that I was kind of thinking of, which I forgot now remembered, is Ghost in the Shell and Blade Runner. Oh, my gosh. Lucy it is the character design for the major. Right. Toko. Yeah. yeah. So very, very similar there. And I think that... I'm sure it's not like a secret or anything, but the cyberpunk. Um, oh, that whole world is Blade Runner. Like yeah. it's it's got you know the the giant neon lights, the cars, the um, I think there even was like a giant like floating koi fish at something, which may have just been like a straight up. Oh yeah, reference. right right at the end right at the they end. have yeah. the uh, yin yang koi fish yeah, when yeah. Uh, David gets blasted. Yeah, um, I thought that was really cool. Um. And also, like, kind of the whole vigilante thing. Like, oh, people are, they're, you know, there's, like, this hot, mysterious hierarchy of people. I'm thinking more of, what's what's Blade Runner 2048? 20, what is it? Uh, R- Blade Runner 2048, I think, is the anime. Oh, what's the, what's the, no, no, no. That's the, Blade Runner. Oh, the, different. The, yeah, then no, it no, is. No, the no, mo- the movie that came out is. um The new one? The one, the one with Ryan Gosling, right? 2049. Ah, I'm such a fool. 2048 is that stupid game. Um, that you slide the tiles around. Oh my God! Yeah, anyway, yeah. Twenty forty nine. You know, it's got it's got the, uh, you know, the, the the dirty underground vigilante hitmen kind of thing, and then you've got the higher echelon of rich people, and you know they've got whatever technology, and they're monitoring everybody. It's very similar. Yeah. Um, in that way, that movie's really good. You'd like it, by the way. Oh, okay. We should watch it. Maybe we'll do that. It's on HBO. Week. Yeah. Um. That's all. We can. All right, that's not all. No, no, no. That's, I, we can I talk agree. About the I, I, I saw the original Blade Runner in college. Me too. And we have seen the live action and not live action Ghost in the Shells. Very similar universes. Um, all very bleak. Not really happy places to be. You know what? And I'm going to say one more thing as well. Say it, Mike. So I'm going to say it, guys. Talking about just like technology. That's always a thing with almost every sci-fi movie mm-hmm. is um the, the the fear of technology taking over the fear of technology becoming stronger than or out of control of humans like mm-hmm. you know 2001 a space odyssey uh yeah i mean blade runner to some degree but everything you can basically think of technology is going to like surpass people and that's a huge fear obviously in this one it is another huge fear. You're going to go cyber psycho and kill everybody yeah. you know. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, it seems like every sci-fi movie is, you know, thinking it's like, oh, it's, you know, 2001, a space ass. We were not even close to being, 
to that level of space exploration in 2001. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Everything kind of overestimates our ability to get there. <laughs> We're not going to be like that in 2049 or 2077. I however, hope. However, I'm wondering, to what degree do people currently go cyber-psycho? Like, if their phone stops working, they, oh. they, do, they something goes wrong with their computer, this whole thing, people lose their shit. And they, they they're inconsolable, and then they and then they punch their family members, right? This always happens, right, guys? Right. Punch your family members, all right. But I'm just saying it. You know, I punch my family members. Right, all of them. But I'm just saying, like, you know, your phone stops working, it could ruin your entire day. You could just get totally frustrated. And when you th- when you think about it, like you're watching a, a movie and somebody's freaking out because their phone's not working, you're like, oh, come on, guys, it's just a phone. When it happens to you in real life. Not always that control. Not You don't always have that control. Very true. Um, so I wonder, guys, how close are we to uh, technological... Well, I mean, we kind of are all... We kind of are already dependent on technology, but how long until until you can't go outside your house without your technology on you? Leave it in the comments. How many years away are we? <laughs> we'll see. That's what I want to know. Get those implants. We're going to get all chromed up. Maybe you will. I'm going to resist. I, oh, I'm not. I, I'm joking. I have a dream, and my dream is to not get crumbed up. So, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. Whoa, that was a big elephant, guys. You make an elephant sound. No. Do it. <laughs> that was better than mine. Yeah, yours wins. <laughs> That was pretty good. Okay. Um, this is a trigger anime. Why is Trigger the perfect studio for this show? There's a lot of reasons. High contrast. High contrast colors. Check. We you if you look at I almost I always say the same thing. If you look at their discography, <laughs> if you look at their their filmography. their filmography, right? Gurren Logan. Hell yeah. Good. Kill a Kill. Haven't seen it, but, um, hell yeah for that. Darling in the Franks? No, but action scenes, yes. Tech, yes. Coloring, yes. Just not plot. Kiznavier, same thing. Low on the plot, high on everything else. We've, Promare, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. There are some set pieces, I feel like, when two characters are talking to each other that are straight out of Gurren Lagann and Promare. Mm-hmm. The opening of, um, I almost said Blade Runner now. Of, uh, Cyberpunk. Edge Runners. Blade Runner, Edge Runners. Of Edge Runners, which is um, an awesome Franz Ferdinand song from 12 years ago. Hell yeah. It literally, he literally looks like Lord Geno's from Gurren Lagann in some of those shots. And also, while we're talking about the opening really quick, talk about spoiling the whole thing. He's walking through. He's a normal guy. He starts to run. And as he begins to run, his body literally falls apart because of all the chrome. And at the end, he gets shot in the head. He's yeah. laying down he's at, on, the, he's on his knees, yeah. at the exact same angle. He's just a head because his head falls off. And then he gets shot by Adam Smasher. So and, great OP. And also with the opening, you know, it's it's him running yeah, through like the town. And then it shows like a thing that shoots him. And it, it looks, the outline looks human, but all the stuff inside are, it's like flashes of buildings and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's the city that kills so him. It, it's the city. It's the lifestyle that um, truly brings him down. But, um... We've never seen Trigger uncut. We've never seen Triggered not censored. 
they've always done like tea stuff or stuff for television. So this was their moment to like guns, literal guns blazing and do whatever the hell they want. And it's gore galore. It's people jacking off in the streets. They get this. And I think they were kind of maybe in ways they were um, restricted by the 2077 environment. But I also think they were encouraged by it because there's a lot of like crazy sex shit and crazy violence shit in that universe. And in order to make the universe feel like it's translated, they basically got free reign. They're already crazy. They're already doing this like amazing animation battle stuff. And they just got to like take their T filter off and just go totally M. And I don't think they're going to get this opportunity often, which is why I think I'm, I'm happy they, they, they booked this gig because they really went all out on it. And I think it totally pays off again. Like I feel like the director of this saw devil man cry baby and was like, I need a Netflix series. I want to do that. It's possible. Um, uh, who's the director? The director is Imaishi, I believe. I don't know what he did. Uh, yeah. Hiroyuki Imaishi. He's done Evangelion. Hmm. Heard Part, of that. Parts of Evangelion. Kill a Kill. Gurren Lagann. Dar- okay. Uh, some of the OG Full Metal. Uh, storyboards for Sam- whip. Samurai Shampoo. So, yeah. Uh, Penny and Stocking, which I need to re Oh, he did Redline. Key animation for Redline. So... This guy knows where it's at. Oh, and he literally directed Promare, which is... Yeah. Imagine if Promare could, like, show a lot more blood. You know? A lot of yeah, the... What's the rating on Promare? Promare? It's, it's probably T. Click it. Click it. Oh, where is it there? This fire is out of control. It's uh, PG-13. Okay, well... So, yeah. So, I think this was, like, a match made in heaven for Trigger. They get... I mean, come on, the the last ectoskeleton military thing David's in is Logan. He's yeah. in Logan. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, they get their robot stuff, they get their high-octane battle stuff, they get their cool character moment stuff, too. Like I was saying, those intimate scenes between David and Lucy with the colors and the music and the vibes, the lo-fi vibes. They were all great. I feel like this series was kind of made for them, and... They, one, took something that wasn't theirs and made it their own. And two, totally hit it out of the park. Like, what other studio has the creative... Like, you think about certain series, like, if you read a manga and you think it's a great, like, slice of life or drama, you want KyoAni to get it. Or you think of a weird one and you want Saru or Cinema Kitris to get it, right? You think of something, a title like this, and you're like, oh, dude... Trigger would kill it. And in this actual reality, Trigger got it and totally killed it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't seen as many. I've actually seen a lot of this stuff on that Oh, yeah. Film. I mean, they um, and um, they were popular. they were Gynax. They had like a, a thing mm-hmm. and their Trigger. Now, technically, Ger, uh, Gurren Lagann was when they were Gynax in like okay. 2007. Um yeah, no, that, that's got to be a tough thing to do is to take another thing. Now, I know, like, the cyberpunk video game, like, people, like, some people really liked it who've been waiting for it for a long time, and then a lot of other people were like, this game is not good. But I don't think anybody could really argue that it's a cool world and a cool concept. Yeah. 
Um, Especially and, since, as we said, it's been done before. Blade Runner. Right. Sure. So. Sure. Sure. And they, it's it, tried exactly and true. Right. Um, the yeah, I'm trying to think about what else about the animation. The um, I'm I'm a fan of contrasting or contrasting high contrast colors like neon stuff. Um, you know, there just just things that pop out, things that really stick out like that. Mike like, likes the, neon stuff. I do. I like it. Um, I like colors. So when there's colors, I'm like, that's good. They do have good, like, you know, it's just, you know, hard lines. Like, there is shading. There is a whole lot of thing. But there's a lot of, like, stuff in the light, stuff in the dark, stuff that's, you know, supported by natural light and then artificial light. And it's just, like, those things um, are really appealing to me. As a sidebar, when we, we've done, like, a couple, like, things where you go and you, like, you paint a thing. It takes me forever because I'm just, like, making these really dark lines and making everything look exactly one color. Maybe everywhere else is just like, ah, I'm going to paint it on here. And I'm like... The sentence was, we've done things before where we paint Okay, sorry. You know, okay, let me refresh. You know when you go to, like, you you, know, you go to, like, your your friend's birthday party and they take you to, like, a wine and paint? Paint and, and sip. Or paint, and paint sip, by colors. Paint and wine. Use the wine to paint a thing. Anyway, <laughs> one of the, it always takes me forever because I'm always just, like, like, really focused on making everything look, I don't know. Like, like you were just on Microsoft Paint and hit fill on everything. And I feel yeah, like, like I that's... I used to do that. And that's what... I don't know. I feel like this kind of has like a similar vibe. Granted, it's much more uh, subtle and artistic than what I'm doing or capable of. But I'm just saying that I like it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Mike likes we, colors. I like the colors. Um, also, like the violence that's in it. Um, it's weird because sometimes it'll just go without. Like there, there's no violence for a while, and then it's just like six people's heads get blown off. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and it doesn't. I, we were. I think I know what you're going to say. Comparing, like, the violence in this to the violence in um, Made in Abyss that we were talking about. I was not going to do that, but okay. keep going. Okay. The violence in this is, you know, more modern. It's guns. It, they, they With the occasional, like, sharp weapon or, like, a whip or something and stuff gets sliced in half. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, a head explodes or whatever. Uh, much more, you know, modern kind of stuff. And it's brutal, and it's just like, you know, there's no no holds barred. This person's getting shot in the head. You're going to see the inside of their head, their eyes and their teeth and, like, all this crap. Or you're going to see the if their arm gets cut off, you're going to see the bone in their arm. Like, it's, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. it, oh, and a lot of boobs. There's, yes. I was talking about, like, the violence. Oh. But, but boob, boobs, boobs, too. There were, there were lots of boobs. <laughs> and were they real boobs or were they mechanical boobs? Free the anime nipple, and vote, they did. Vote in, the, vote in the comments. Was it a real nipple or an anime nipple? Um, I'm sorry. I'm, what? I'm a, a mechanic. Sorry. Was it? Was, was this, it a? Was, was it this a, real live porn? Was it a, a an anime real human beings nipple or was it a robot anime nipple. robot nipple? Vote in the comments. Um. Anyway, the violence in here is is like that. It's war kind of gritty urban mm -hmm. violence. The stuff in Made in Abyss is what did you say? Kind of like a body, body horror, horror. It's like less, gruesome, it's, but in a different yeah. way. It's 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 more horrific because it's like it's not produced by violence. Yeah, it's produced by like some unknown force that's like you know melting flesh, changing the color which, of things, which I think um, changes the perspective of what's it, how you feel when it happens. Right, right. Like for super violent, sometimes you're just like. Fuck yeah! But, like, when someone's shitting their pants and, like, their eyeballs are falling out because they're sick, mm -hmm. you're not like, fuck yeah! yeah. You're like, ah! Like, yeah, like, there's no, like, intensity to it. Like, like, you know, your stupid 
unnamed character comes up, squeezes your pet, and then its asshole falls out. Mm -hmm. Like, like that is gross in a way that is way different than somebody getting shot in the face. Like, yeah. and it, and it, it, you know, it de it depends on what could gross you out more. I feel like this one. I feel like season one of Made in Abyss grossed me out way more than Cyberpunk did. Yes. Big yes. Um, I was going to compare the violence and sex of Cyberpunk to the violence and sex of Devilman Crybaby. I feel like in Devilman Crybaby, it was hyper gory and hyper sexualized for the purpose of showing like how like shitty and gritty and horrible humanity is and how there are certain people that rise up but at the end of the day there's like no hope and we're all human anyway which is like i think the end of cyberpunk made me feel le less so but i was so miserable at the end of devil man cry baby like oh, that yeah. empty feeling in my chest and i had it a bit for the when i at the end of this but for a different reason but i feel like the um super violence and super sex of cyberpunk was a little disconnected from its premise. Yes, it was still showing, like, the badness of humanity and all that jazz. I just feel like they kind of, like, oh, they do it, they did it in the game, so let's do it here. It felt just a little less connected to the themes than Devil Man for me. But it could also be that, like, Devil Man is semi um, rooted in a reality. Like, it's, in, it's a normal world besides the demons. This is just, like a crazy wonderland of technology and crime. So it could just be that it just seems outlandish like the rest of it, where I felt like there was more of a an intensity when it happened in Devilman. But that could just be me. Yeah, I I think in this one, it's kind of like... It's just a, it's a part of the world. It's a part of the way that technology advanced so that people, like, instead of going to, like, a strip, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you call those places? Strip club. <laughs> a strip club. Good, Mike. Instead Good. of going to a strip club, you, you put on a VR headset and you're you put something and, and you put on like a big metal thing around your junk and you watch and get stimulated by whatever thing mm -hmm. is there. And it's just so commonplace that it's like people, it looked like at some point they go to a bar and that's just what everybody's doing. Or there's a guy on the street just like hanging out on the thing and that's just, he's just stuck in this, you know, technological trap. Mm-hmm. In um, Devil Man, honestly, it was like, it was just like a huge. It, it was episode. It was a three. giant orgy. Well, there's a giant. Oh yeah, you're right. In the beginning, yeah, yeah it's a giant yeah. orgy with the drugs. And I'm thinking of also like episode three when he's like, he's like big and powerful, and then he's just at home alone, and it just everywhere. Oh right, like he jacks. Yeah, he jacks guys. He's playing jacks with himself, and he got all the jacks everywhere. I. Blocked that out. Yeah, that hate was you. yeah, that was a rough one. Um, but but like, what what was the point of that in Devil Man? Again, it was just like he was like, so, so powerful, he turned himself up. Yeah, basically, yeah, guys. So like, come on, why wouldn't you want to be a demon? <laughs> That's why you chrome up. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> to know. Turn yourself. I do. I do see the. Uh, I'm seeing the parallel. It's a, it's a yeah. slight parallel. Oh, how about this one? I sent this one to you. It's cute. Yep. Um, I have rotating wallpapers on my, um, my PC and I put some, uh, edge runner stuff on there. So I'm showing them to yeah. Mike cause I just did them today. So that was one of the things also when we were watching, Mary talked about like after episode five, when the, when Maine dies, um, after that though is episode six. 
No, he dies, he dies in, in six. six. Okay, it's fine. Don't you don't have to you don't have to quote it. It's oh, fine. I believe. I'm out. I'm um, telling you, yeah. Um, he, the next episode, we have David. Now you like you know he, he in, if you look at like the poster, he's got like his normal like human face. At episode seven, he's you can tell that he's he's bulked up. His neck is like crazy big, and yeah. he's got like the lines on his face that show like you know where the metal plating would be. And when we both saw that, I think Mary had a more reaction, but we were both like, no, yeah, dude, this is like, this is not what you wanted. This is not what you wanted. It's not who we thought you were. Mm-hmm. And we, and it's, it's like, oh boy, he's on, he's on the path. And like when that happened, I think we were kind of maybe both in our heads going, the, the, the opening is going to happen. Yes. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. That is when, cause as I said before, you think that it's going to be when he shoots that guy. That his downfall yeah. starts, and it actually is when he starts chroming up. Ugh. Yeah. David, why? Why, David? Why, David? Also, just as a sh- shout-out, um, if you guys like um, Giancarlo Esposito, he does a voice in this, in the English, He's too. He's Faraday. Faraday. He's one of the bad guys with the three eyes. He's cool. And I remembered, I, I didn't say it out loud, Mary believes me, you don't have to believe me, but I was like, I know this guy's voice I'm pretty sure it's this guy. And I looked it up and it was. And then I said it out loud. But I should have just been more confident and said it. But I was I recognize it. He does a good job of it not sounding exactly like but there were just a couple like consonants. You didn't that he say hit. who it was yet. Giancarlo Esposito. Oh yeah. yeah but where I said is he that. from so people know? Oh, sorry. Giancarlo Esposito is the guy who plays Gus in Breaking Bad. He also plays somebody in The Mandalorian. Um, he does other voices, um other other voice acting things. I don't know what the um what other things he's done but he's great he's a very good villain um i guess that's why he keeps getting villain roles that's a good one too Mm. um character design is great too i love that that. he wears his mom's jacket all the time he's just a good boy yeah i wanted to save him can we also say aren't we glad it's not just about like high schoolers going to high school isn't that refreshing I was saying that before. It was the the opening is so nice because it's not like a J Rock opening. Yeah, like it's different. You it know? is. It is very different. If you're if you're tired of anime, go watch Cyberpunk because it's barely. <laughs> oh wow! I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um. I really liked it. I was surprised that I was so. I mean, I cried. I've been listening to um one of the songs throughout the day and just like crying every once in a while listening to it when i start thinking about david on the moon david and lucy david and lucy on the moon i didn't expect to be so emotionally attached it's weird because i was planning on giving it an eight and then mike was like maybe you want to give it more than that because like you actually cried but i liked it a lot but i wasn't that into it all the way through if i was that emotionally invested in it all the way through it would be like a nine but i was like devil man cry baby i was emotionally invested like a hundred twelve thousand percent all the way through this was only at certain parts maybe because it was just like some of the stuff's fun and whatever let me see what i gave devil man yeah i'm wondering also like how would this fare on a second watch too um, yeah i gave devil man a nine yeah mm, so yeah i mean that's that's a, you're right in that same range i uh I also think that I was way more invested and hurt by Devil Man. Yeah. Um, like, you know, this one is a bit more, or sorry, Cyberpunk is 
you know, it's got that whole technology thing. There's a bit of a separation between like, you know, the choices of humanity and like just the fact that technology is just taking everything over. Like obviously people's um, choices, you know, people's choices to use technology or not is what leads everything into it. Right. But it's a bit, it's a bit less, um, I don't know, explicit. Whereas Devilman is like, humans are bad. And you, should, and you should feel bad. Devilman, if you haven't watched that, you should. Um, it's, yeah, they're both, they're both really good. Um, but yeah, D- Devilman really, uh, kicks you in the balls. <sighs> I was so emotionally invested. Yeah. In, uh, in Devilman. The and then, and in Cyberpunk at the yeah, end. Yeah, at the end. And there were parts like, I always really liked David. One, I think I started getting into him more once I knew he was on the path that's going to lead to the opening. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. you, I think honestly, maybe on a second watch, you might even pick up on more stuff that you didn't the first time. Or like, yeah. know exactly, like, if you know who, what the characters' names are better. Um, you know, it, it always takes me a few episodes to be like, oh, wait, who, Kiwi? Which one's that? Right. I don't know who Kiwi is. Ooh, wow, look at that. That is a... That now is we're just image. clicking through images. Um, oh, there's Promare. Hey, guys, how many of you have gone to see Promare in the theaters twice and fallen asleep twice? You... We, Raise your hand. You fell asleep twice. Once was at home, once was in the theater. How many of you guys have fallen asleep watching Promare? <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's me. It's Mike, and it's twice. See, he's just ahead. That's, like, the exact shot. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, do we have any closing comments? Closing comments. I Everyone should watch it. It's super fun. There's serious moments. There's really great action. But then there's also like stuff like when they're running around, they have their date on the moon. When Lucy gets them on the gurney. Like when they're on the motorcycle going out to look at the stars. There's like just some scenes where you feel like you're flying. It takes you through a good rapport of emotions and stuff. I like this show. Yeah, definitely recommend watching it on like a big screen. It'll be a good experience. My TV was perfect for it. Yeah, um, it was. It was good. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but the, like, if that's you watch a targeted it on, comment at someone. Yeah, if you watch it on your phone, it might not be as good unless you're holding the phone right up to your face, and you know who cares. A um, lot of good, lot of good characters in this one. A lot of good, um, lots of really good animation. The it's fish. beautiful. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you know, no, no complaints here, really, for cyberpunk. Shout out to Rebecca. Everyone loves Rebecca. Rebecca's good. She went out swinging. She was, she was a great character too. Who also was like kind of like in it and then gone and then back in and yeah, got even better. Yeah, because she's like crushing on David, but she knows he likes Lucy, so they're friends. And then. He really become she really becomes his number two once uh, Lucy decides to uh, go incognito on her own, and she's the reason why he was able to get that far. And then he get she gets smashed by Adam Smasher. Yeah, I will say if I had to make a one complaint is again we didn't play the game, so we didn't know about Adam Smasher. They could have given us two lines. Yeah, they could have given us more than one episode of him being in it, or did he show him right at the end of episode nine? Either way. We didn't know who this guy was, and it's just like, oh, yeah, you're doing this whole thing, building up, building up, building up, and then it's like, oh, who's this fucking guy? Okay, I guess he's the bad guy now, or he's, like, you know, the new newest piece of technology now, and he just ends it all. 
And we're like, oh, all right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was, that was one complaint there. And uh, that, so Cyberpunk, followed by Like Rico, followed way behind by. Uh, I would put Don Gleese above Made in Abyss season oh, two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Cyberpunk, Like Rico, Don Gleese. In that order. And then there's a big gap. And <laughs> then it's season two of Made in Abyss. Sad. It is sad. And it's not because I'm a, not because I'm a hater. It's just because. I am. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm just uh, hating on this one season. Yeah. What you wanna do? What's your point of view? There's a party soon. I don't wanna go. Cause I really wanna stay at your house. That's the song I like. Yeah, the lyrics are bad, but it's a good yeah, song. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's a good song. Um, well, anyway, this is, I feel like we're at the end of our discussion here. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I want to thank you very much, Mike, for being here, for filling in for Thomas. Um, I want to say you got many compliments during the Bleach episode when I said that you read most of Bleach when you started uh, courting me in college. Yes. You are a mighty, mighty man, and I'm very lucky, and everyone likes you a lot. So. Take, take notes, folks out there. <laughs> be uh, Mike if you want to land a girl like wow. this. <laughs> yeah, be me, and then something will go right, hopefully. <laughs> um, anyway, Mary, thanks for co-hosting yeah. this episode. I'm uh, glad I could join you. Yeah, Forget right. about it. Yeah, come on. To episode 235 of your favorite internet No, still anime no. Podcast. Your favorite anime. No. Your favorite podcast how often do i do it your favorite weekly anime podcast hosted by your favorite hosted by your favorite <laughs> that's, the, that's the joke twins weekly anime twins oh weekly because we're tw- only twins once I, a week I'm, on bad the podcast. At, I'm bad at reading lips so she was she was going weekly and i was thinking white <laughs> your favorite white twins no no we're not that's, that's not even accurate we're not yeah yeah anyway so that's why i was confused uh, guys, this was fun. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us at AnimeDoublePlay.com. Us. On uh, yeah. Twitter. Mike has YouTube. never listened to an episode. I've listened to episode one and two and then part of four. Thanks. Back in the day. I'm an OG fan. Anyways, <laughs> find us on all those places. Chat in the Discord. Leave all your hate in the comments. Tag Mike welcome. if there's Tag, hate. Yeah, at me. Mike and, G uh, likes play drums. And, uh, yeah, go watch some anime. And uh, next season starting when, Mary? October? Literally next week. October 1st stuff oh, starts. Oh, boy. I got um, some, I, I'm not going to be able to catch up in time for Golden Comedy. No, you're dead. I'm going to post dates and times, like days, days and streaming services in the Mal channel of the Discord when I get them. So, like, Mob Psycho might be Tuesdays on Crunchyroll, and I'll put, I'll try to give you guys as much info as possible so you can have a seamless anime viewing experience so i try to do that every season so we'll see what we can do but guys yeah i mean mike basically said it all thank you so much watch this show it's a tragedy but tragedies have this way of like making you feel shit like making you feel something i every time i talk about i mean we literally finished it 24 hours ago every time i think about it or talk about it i get this like feeling in my chest because i'm thinking about my poor son david but um 
it sucks when shows make you feel like this because no one wants to be sad, but it's, it means that it's good. It's good media. It's something that makes you feel so strongly. It's, it hopefully isn't bad. So if you got this far and you haven't watched it, well, we spoiled it all for you, but, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully having more people watch it and we can talk about it more in the discord. Hopefully Thomas will be back next week. We'll see, but get excited for a whole new season of anime. And I'll also talk about Spice and Wolf next week. We didn't have time this week. So thank you guys so much. Love you much. See you later. Bye.